Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Fitter and Faster Coaches Corner. As always, I am your host, Mike Murray. Apologize for the depth in my voice this episode. Going through a little cold here in Western New York. I was just telling our guest, Coach Michael Kinross from Sandpipers. It's a little dreary here today, Mike. A lot different weather than what you have out there in the desert. It's about 32 degrees. Yep, probably about right. We're actually, it got, it got really cold, really cold this past weekend. We were like in the 50s and 60s, a cold, cold, sharp wind, but I'm certainly not complaining. We still swim outside. Ron was telling me one time, like, his house is kind of up on a mountain. So, like, every once in a while, he sees some snow. And, like, once a year, we will get, like, actual snow here. I mean, it's gone by, whatever, 8, 9 a.m. But out where he is, it'll stick. And he'll get, like, 10 degrees colder than we are in the valley where he's out in the – and way out there close to the mountains. Mike, I love looking around your office here in the background. I see the different caps. Uh, I see that Olympic flag that I know Sandpiper is extraordinarily proud of. Uh, talk to us a little bit about your background in swimming, how you developed some of your philosophies, and how you ultimately ended up at Sandpipers. Um, I uh, I started like pseudo coaching when I was really young, when I would be at practice with my little brother, um, and just running around and being a pain in the butt. The coach Al Legend at the time uh, had me start helping teach the little kids how to dive, and then I started teaching swim lessons in my backyard pool when I was 12, 13, and um just on and off coaching my first real coaching position um was swim team in, in ann arbor michigan that you and i were just talking about off air um and did some some other little developmental coaching stops along the way um i just always knew i wanted to get into coaching always had a passion for it always enjoyed it um was was keeping workouts all through college i think was always picking my my club coaches brains a little bit more than than most people i think and then um did my student teaching at Barrington High School, uh, Northwest Suburbs of Chicago. Um, and when you do your student teaching, you're supposed to get involved. So I volunteer coached with the uh, the girls' high school team that year. Um, and that eventually led me to becoming the assistant boys coach for the boys' season for their high school team and uh, introduced me to Rob Emery, who's my mentor, one of my, one of my really good friends. Um, and uh, I had a couple different coaching options I was looking at at the time, but he pretty much convinced me to, to join Barrington Swim Club and I worked with him for three years, became their head age group coach. And him and I, we did some things really, really proud of back then uh, with our, our small team in Illinois. We had, we had some tremendous talents and did some really great work through that process. And um, in 2016, uh, he, he was a huge influence all through that. Um, in 2016, I, I, we had a really good thing going to Barrington, but um, I was just kind of looking around to see what else was out there in the swimming world. And I was young, uh, not I was single, no kids or anything. And it's like, well, let's see what is out there. Um, and Rob really encouraged me to, to look around too. It was something that he did when uh, he was younger coach and went down and worked with Peter Banks down in Florida. And that really helped shape him as a coach and see what swimming is like somewhere else in the world. Cause as we know, it definitely varies across the country, LSC to LSC. Um, and there's a few different postings on swim swam. And one of them was this extremely generic job posting for the sandpipers. And I was a swimming nerd and, and had seen some of the stuff that the sandpipers had been doing consistently year over year. And, um, wasn't opposed to to seeing what life was like in Las Vegas either. So I uh, applied for Ron's position or Ron's position. That's funny, funny misspeak. I applied for the position with Ron. Um, he got off the plane from Rio and the next day uh, picked me up at the airport. We hung out for two days, showed me around and I loved everything about the team, the staff, what his vision was and his leadership and, and where they were going. And uh, two and a half weeks later, I, I moved to Las Vegas and that was fall 2016. And, and here we are now, eight years later. What a great message for young coaches who, who listen to the program. And I know we have many to take a chance, right? You were doing great things with Rob Emery, who I so admire as a coach. And he has done some remarkable things in a marketplace mm -hmm. that's relatively small compared to a lot of his competitors. Um, what a great job he does. And what a great mentor to encourage you to take those chances. Yeah, it was it was great. You know, it, it, I, I wanted to see what swimming was like somewhere else in, in the country because I knew, everyone says it's different. But, you know, I really had no grasp of that being just in Michigan and Illinois in my time coming up. Um, and, um, you know, I didn't necessarily think I'd end up still being here this long. It, it wasn't something we had planned on necessarily, but I certainly don't regret it. It's, it's, it's been every bit of the challenge I was looking for and some and then some more. <laughs> every day is a new challenge. And challenges are synonymous with learning opportunities, Michael. And you've obviously learned a lot since you've been there. The staff as a whole that, that I've been able to interact with and meet 
you use the phrase swim nerd, and I certainly think that I am a swim nerd, and uh, and and that's definitely indicative of some of your staff members. Our friend Jake Desroches, he's been on the show before also, and he and I could geek out all day. How fun is it interacting with the staff at Sandpipers on a weekly basis? Um, it, it's great. It's enlightening. You know, fun. It depends on what we're talking about. Sometimes things can get a little bit heated, passionate. You know. Um, but it, it's it's certainly a challenge, and we're we're pushing ourselves every single day. Every time we have a meeting, uh, I think the the best interactions and us moving forward happens at swim meets when we're all together and when we're actually watching our product and our work kind of come to fruition. Um, you know, and it's it's also a staple of us is is the longevity of the staff. You know, I still feel like I'm the young guy here, and this is my eighth year. Um, between Ron and Chris, who've been here now both pushing thirty years, that's our foundation. Um, even down to to Coach Caitlin, who is um, a swimmer on this team and basically started coaching her senior year of high school and has still continued to coach. And now she's she's one of our our lead coaches. And I'm going to talk about her as we get into this. And like she's got longevity on me and just an amazing experience and seeing her grow in my time here. It's it's really remarkable. And I, that's that's what helps us continue to to push forward like we are. I think that's the key. Yeah, if you've been a club coach the last eight to 12 years, and, and even before that, Sandpipers has been doing a phenomenal job year in and year out. And, you know, everybody knew Co Cody Miller, and especially uh, once he went to college and got even faster and had even more success. And he was always very quick to credit the work that he did growing up with Ron and, and at Sandpipers. But now we're seeing athletes from your program really starting to shine at the age group level. And then when in a lot of places, Michael, around the country, coaches and teams have some great age group swimmers, but we don't necessarily see that progression into elite level swimming, certainly not the way in which you all have been able to do that. It is a extraordinarily delicate process to go from a great age group swimmer, get all the accolades of age group swimmer, get into the swim swam effect, right? and then continue Absolutely. to get faster. Talk, talk about how you guys manage some of that, how you manage those expectations and some of your philosophy behind it. Um, that, that's, that's really well said, especially with the modern times here um, and, and the, the, the social media aspect of this and the pressure that comes with that. Um, I, yeah, the foundation's been laid for years. I think we're, we stay really true to ourselves in our, in our progressions within our team. You know, today our, our main focus, we're going to talk about IM, individual medley swimming, but I mean, we could have a whole other whole other talk about, about development and progression. And, and Coach Chris and Coach Caitlin actually did a really great USA Swimming age group seminar on that very topic um, a few months ago. I definitely recommend everyone to go check that out. Um, but I think we do, we stay within ourselves and our belief system of, okay, when we're in this level, this is what we're really focusing on and we're not overdoing it with practice hours and time and, and staying true to what we believe is important for for those athletes at that age and whether we're talking about you know 10 and 11 year olds that seem to be really talented okay we're not going to rush them through this we're going to continue to make sure that they're developing their skills they're still having fun they're still getting time away from the pool and, and falling in love with the sport um, that way even if themselves they they really want to go for it or, or you know most most likely their parents really want to push them through um, I think we do a really good job of, of sticking with that through our progressions. And, um, you know, someone someone once told me, I, I, I wish I could give them credit, and this is something that that we definitely maybe not say verbatim, but we really look at is, is a sign of a, of a really good age group program is having a stronger senior program. So we really emphasize getting them prepared for those senior levels. So when it's time to, okay, maybe this is going to be as much fun anymore. Or this is going to be where we really start to to put all together all your learnings from your previous coaches and groups that they're ready and it's go time. Um, and then we introduce them to a little bit more of the training, a little bit more of the intensity. And and I think that's what really leads to that product that we see where a lot of these kids weren't in swim, swam, 11, 12, 13 years old. Lately, we've had a few more, um, but really that's it's once they hit that 15, 16 age that we see them start to to really pop. It's been fun to watch, Michael, and I'll tell you, I noticed something about Sandpiper's team culture. Uh, a few years ago, I was at Open Water Nationals down at Fort Myers two years ago. And the support that I saw for the team 
from the Sandpiper's parents. I mean, they were pants rolled up, feet in the water, in the sand, cheering on everybody. And at first, you know, as a coach, you're like, okay, maybe, maybe this is a little crazy. But then I saw the way that they were interacting with Ron and with Jake, who was there. And I'm like, these parents are so grateful to this coaching staff. Am I, am I seeing that correctly? I think, uh, yeah, you are definitely answer the question. I, you're, you're seeing a lot of passion, you know, the, the parents, they've, they've embraced it. And especially when you get those, those groups of kids that are, are making that open water junior national and national level, like they're pretty much all the way in and we've already sold them, convinced them, showed them that what this open water can look like. And that they've embraced it. They've, uh, they embrace the concept of, Hey, this is a really challenging thing they're going to do for two hours, but Hey, the rest of the weekend, we're at a beach at usually a really nice place. So that helps build that camaraderie a little bit too, but um, they, they have embraced every challenge that we've been, we've thrown at them. And, you know, we've all have different COVID stories and, and different challenges we went through with that. And I, I, you know, I can pretty honestly say we probably weren't as hampered as a lot of other people that might be listening to this. But one of the things that came out of that was us and our actually training open water. And so having our families go out to Lake Mead once or twice a week, that whole summer of 2021, think really brought people in on just buying in on the team and seeing the connection of that to the pool just the fulfillment it brings their swimmers I think the open water you see that even more so no matter what place they get like at the end of the day they just did something that's really hard to do in a place like Fort Myers where there's five foot swells like they parents are proud of their kids the kids are really proud of themselves and to provide them those opportunities to feel that fulfillment that's that's what it's all about and the parents just they they're buying in on that too just as much as we are as a staff. Yeah, that was fun to uh, trade some videos with Ron back then. We were out in the Finger Lakes here training every day when you guys were in Lake Mead. Yeah, I remember uh, that. You know, That's I would right. send him my, my kayak video and he would send me one back. Um, yep. But I do want to jump into uh, our discussion today about some of the, your favorite sets at Sandpipers. You mentioned something that as an age group coach and, and as uh, a leader in ASCA, one of the things that's very important to me is that coaches give – opportunities to their athletes to swim all four strokes talk about why training the im at sandpipers is so important um can i just pull up the slide here because that's yeah. literally that's like slide number one perfect all let's right jump let's see in. if i can make this work uh desktop all right off and running here. Um, so, yep, Sandpiper, we love IM. That's what I chose to talk about here when Mike asked to talk about sets. I wanted to get a little bit more specific, so went with the IM topic. Um, to answer your question, um, we're really like developing the all-around swimmer. Um, all levels, all ages, they, they need to be able to train IM. They need to see all the strokes. And then we also want them to compete at, at least once, short course, long course, all season. Um, but getting to your, to, to your real um, question, why do we feel that's important and why is it is such a staple of what we do? Um, Swimming IM gives the swimmers an opportunity to learn about themselves. Um, you're going to get better at racing those. You're going to get better at racing, period. Whether it's you learn something about how you attack a 200 fly that you can translate to your 200 back or 200 breast, you know, finishing a 200 IM in the same way you're talking about, like finishing a 200 freestyle, trying to help draw those connections that just help them become better racers and just learn more about themselves. Um, it's certainly going to make people more confident. It's like, hey, you know, that 200 fly for that 10, 11 year old is super, super scary, but when they do it and they fulfill it, similar to what we just talked about, open water, now everything else just became a lot more manageable and a lot easier to 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 swallow. Um, what we found too, you know, if if we allow them to just focus on their favorite or their best stroke or their 11-12, they, they certainly could peak out in, in those races. They, they might have some real frustration of not seeing the same improvement in those swims. So we want them to see improvement in all their swims. But by doing that too, sometimes once, you know, you're not the same kid you are when you're 17 versus when you're 12, 13, 14, as far as growth. And you might just find out as like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at that breaststroke thing too. It's, it's really kind of remarkable how many kids we have that are, are really high level backstrokers and breaststrokers, which usually doesn't end very well when we get to these championship meets that don't usually set those two races up pretty well to, to swim them both in a session, but just the opportunity to discover that we're pretty good at that. Um, something that I don't even have on here is obviously that markability, but markability that comes with, with colleges then too, to be able to swim a variety of events and help out in dual meets and championship meets in, in a lot of different ways. Um, 
ultimately we're answering to the kid that is like, why do we have, why am I doing this backstroke set today? Well, because you also swim IM and you need to be able to go crush that hundred backstroke set, hundred backstroke leg in your four and IM kind of off your fly and then setting up your best stroke, which is a breaststroke. You need to be able to have the fitness and endurance to be able to do that. So that's why we're doing that, you know, 3000 yard backstroke set today. Um, and the end of the day too, when we're talking about IM, I think it's an important emphasis throughout what we go through here. Um, we're not just doing it in the main set. It's drill work. It's warm up, kick, pull, skill sets, all four strokes. I think it's really important that it's implemented across the board. I only gave some really small examples, but you can expand this thing to, to every aspect of your practice. Did, did that answer that? I feel like I, I kind of went around and around. No, I was I was getting excited about the things that you were saying. So it validates a lot of things that I think. And uh, I, I appreciate how you put in here, Michael. Get better at racing, period. Racing is a skill, right? Absolutely. And it can be a perishable skill if it's not done often enough. Mm -hmm. Especially yeah, in practice. Per I think that just so you're talking about kind of the physical part of it too. And I just think the mental part of it, the confidence to know that you can go race in any of those strokes at any age, any time in, in your career. Absolutely. Love it. All right. Um, getting into it. So um, Mike wanted to talk about sandpiper sets. So the, the most logical way I thought about to talk about this, especially when it pertains to IM, wanted to go through the four ish different main tiers of, of training levels on our team. Um, our Sandpiper team, we divide our team up by grades. Um, so we're kind of going through each grade level and give a shout out to those coaches as well and talking about the focus, maybe some of the skills, and then what we're looking at set-wise in each of these levels. Um, so our, our third grade and under team, um, the, the lead level coach for this is Coach Caitlin Falk. I referenced her earlier um, in a couple different ways. She's done just an amazing job. Um, both with our, our younger kids and on the admin side, taking some stuff off my plate. So I, I can't say how much I appreciate her. Um, the focus of our third grade and down group, uh, they're getting comfortable with all four strokes. Seeing all four strokes, um, I'm skipping bullet points here, but they're doing IM in some shape or form, literally every single workout. Again, whether it's just kick set, whether they just do IM drill and warm up, and then they focus on something else the rest of the practice. They're doing IM every single day, seeing all four strokes that we believe is really important at that age every time you come to practice. Um, ultimately, in that group, they're getting prepared to swim, to, when I say swim, to race 100 IM in a meet, a 200-yard IM for those, those little bit older kids, second and third graders, um, potentially hundreds of each stroke as they're getting towards the end of this group. And the, the ultimate, I think, threshold for Caitlin, I see it every summer we host this, this July meet uh, long course. And every summer I see her kids either on the verge of tears or she's doing the prep work with them beforehand. Like their final boss at that level is doing, doing the 200 IM long course um, for the, for that basically 10, 10 year old and under. And I think that's their final stepping stone to know that they're ready to move on to the next phase of our team. Um, every day she's working on our, our core stroke mechanics. I call them stand, sand core stroke mechanics throughout the, the, the presentation here but basically we're referencing those daily she's reteaching them all those different skill points that we believe in for all four strokes um and something we've we started doing more recently um is we've introduced this group to the crossover turn backstroke to breaststroke crossover turn and and caitlin and i actually do a really fun thing every year there's a meet in february that we host that all the age groups are at finals together so in the lead up to that traditionally my group i work with uh sophomores juniors and seniors um we'll have combined practices or overlap in our workouts and my group will become buddies with her kids we teach them the crossover turn we try to do a couple other practices where we do relays or some kind of set with them and then we're buddies at the swim meet and that's usually where caitlin tries to get them to try that crossover turn for the first time with the older kids cheering for them after they taught them it so um that's that's kind of a fun thing we try to do every year and, and just getting them comfortable with that definitely challenging scary skill that's awesome so the, the sets we're looking at in this group, um, I try to keep a theme going throughout these sets that we're going to show. So I talk about warm up, a really common warm up for, for that level of group is they do a 50 free on a minute at 100 IM drill on two minutes. Do that two, three, four times. Um, the 75s IM switch in the top right there, they're going a 75, 25 fly, 25 back, 25 breast. And the next one, they're going 25 back, 25 breast, 25 free. And this is this is a staple in both her group and Coach Chris's group in the next level where it could be kick, it could be drill, it could be a round kick, it could be a round drill, 25 kick drill swim. Very, very standard stuff, but 
they're doing it every day, every other day. Um, and it, it's really a staple of what they're doing. And again, seeing all those four strokes tying together with kicking, drilling and swimming and, and, and being in combination. Um, one of her main sets that I stole from her the other day, um, they did a 75 flyback breast, which they were just working on really good transition turns, building through the swim. And then they had to go 50 freestyle as fast as they could. And they did that four times. Um, so focusing on the flyback breast part and then finishing the race with fast freestyle. Um, another set that she'll do is kind of her prep set, getting ready for any number of things. It could be stroke focused, IM, freestyle, go 850s drill, 1225 swim, and then 450s, what they will call fastest average. They're basically just racing them. And that's their their warm up for whatever she has working the next day. I gotcha. And what kind of language are you using to teach what things should be fast, what things should be moderate? Do you use the color system? What do you do? Uh, really good question. So at this level, um, I didn't put this in here because I didn't know how that would read, but the, the term fastest average is is the, the money word um, used basically in all of our age group programs, basically saying, hey, you are going as fast as you can for as long as you can. You're not going out really fast on the first one and adding five seconds to the rest of them. You're not saving up and having a huge drop on, on the last repeat or two. You're being as consistently fast as you can. Try to get the same amount of rest um, in that swim. So that's when we're talking about fast, I think that's probably the most common term. I used raced here, but if it's multiple, we're really saying fastest average. Um, I'd say for that bottom left one with the 50 race, she's, she's telling them go all out, um, you know, best effort. Um, we'll get into the colors, and I actually use them in one of the slides later. The colors are more implemented in our senior groups. Sure. Um, but we do the relatively traditional version of white, pink, red, John or Banchek aerobic color system. Gotcha. Awesome. And what was the uh, what was the reasoning or the rationale behind dividing your team up in terms of grade level? Um, well, long before me, but it really makes and I know it's weird. It can get weird with kids in being in grades, but being in different age groups, especially when you get in the swim meet format. But it's we twofold. Um, one, we do our move ups in our team basically just once a year in August. Uh, there are exceptions to that. We do do move ups, but throughout this season when necessary, but we try to have our kids within their training group for an entire year. We feel getting that full curriculum is really important. Having the year with the coach to see their progressions all the way through um, really sets the athlete well up for whether they stay in that group for the another year or they move on to, the, to another level. Um, so logically that lines up really well with the school year. So in August, they start their new grade. We're starting new groups. Um, the second one being um, just the kids aging up at different times throughout the season gets kind of weird. Um, it's you certainly aren't firm. Um, there's there's third graders in the next group. There's fourth graders in the group below this. It's definitely individual, but it's roughly third grade. Um, and it, it made the most sense from that aspect, too, of, of having the kids that are going to school together also swimming together. Gotcha. I, like I know it. it's, it's, I'm learning more and more that's, that's more unique. And I, I, I didn't anticipate that when I first moved here, didn't, didn't think twice about it. Sure. Um, any other questions? Should we move, move forward here. We're ready to go. All right. So our next one, our next grade band, again, loosely, there could be third graders. There's certainly seventh graders and eighth graders at this level, but loosely we're looking at fourth and sixth grade. This is uh, led by our, our head age group coach, Chris Barber, um, who is the, the, the staple of this program. We definitely, are not here without him and what he's done. Um, pretty much any name that you know for the Sandpipers has has come and, and swam through him through this team. Um, so his focus, he he Chris is a is a wizard at getting kids to be confident and race. You know, we're using that term racing a lot. Caitlin and the group before it was getting them prepared to be ready to do that. Chris is now making them do it and holding their feet to the fire and actually racing. Um, fearless and confident in all four strokes comfortable being aggressive in IM races. You'll see the sets coming up. He's really emphasizing being willing to take out the butterfly fast in your IM and not be timid in that race and then continue pushing into the back breast and free. Um, at this level, they're getting prepared to swim 200 to stroke for an IM. Hopefully they see both of those races or all of those races, both short course and long course by the time they're done in this group level. Um, our sand core mechanics are getting reiterated. He's helping correct them. Um, he's reiterating some of the, some of the, themes that they were worked on before and, and helping making those strokes better. And at this level, I wanted to keep with that crossover turn theme. We built on it. 
now they're doing it in competitions. They have to do it. And whether Coach Chris is comfortable with it or not, we're, we're making them do it all the time. I got to tell you, Michael, as I read your bullet points here on focus points, these are the things that I think of when I think of sandpipers. It, it's the staple. I like. I, I can't say it enough. Chris, Chris is is phenomenal what he does, and uh, yeah, that's 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 again we go back to the sign of a what we think is a good senior program or good age group program is better senior program. That's that's Chris right there setting these kids up for that success later on. I mean, when I look at these things, I'm like, yeah, that's that's what I see when I watch these kids swim. You know, when you see Katie Grimes. I mean, the first thing you see, it, it might not be true, but it, she looks fearless, you know, like, or confident racing or confident in a race strategy. Um, and that goes for the other names that people know from Sandpipers. Um, and that was, that was fully harnessed at, in this group where, you know, Katie spent two of her seasons and just crushed it. This is great. So looking at sets that we'll see, I added a, a couple more here. Uh, warm up building on what Caitlin was doing and now it's 100 free and 100 IM drill two three four times same exact kick drill swim combo fly back rest back rest 375s Chris is doing that all the time um, I'm going to save that top right one for last um, IM switch is something that Chris uses a lot and this this he believes really helps with that fearless ability to take out your race they'll go 50s on on any number of intervals I put up a minute here just for an example but they're going a uh, 25 fly, 25 free, 25 back, 25 free, 25 breast, 25 free, and repeating that. And the key is being aggressive on the fly back and breast and then finishing the freestyle. So he really thinks that helps foster that development. Um, another one, I kind of modified a set that they do. Um, took a little liberty. Sorry, Chris, but they're going I am switch now where it's a 50 fly, 25 back, 50 back, 25 breast, 50 breast, 25 free. And maybe, oh, I have a typo there. Uh, maybe a 50 free, 25 fly. I wrote that backwards down there. Um, but they're doing those on a, a comfortable interval and they're swimming a perfect first 50, having a great transition turn, and then beat the person next to you that last 25. Practice racing that last 75 after after setting up with that 50 perfect. Um, a set he did the other night, which I thought was really unique. And I, I definitely, I could see myself doing a variation of this with at my level um, for sure. Um, he did a 200 IM, which he said very hard was that was the caption on it. 200 IM on three minutes. They had 350s fast freestyle, and then they got into 25s IM drill. So I really like that he he's having them get their heart rate up, be really aggressive, and then he's demanding that they turn around and swim really purposeful, executed drills. And hopefully the you know the, I'm sure the kids are tired. It probably gets a little sloppy. There was definitely some reminders that I can imagine that he's he's making sure that the mechanics are right and then they turn around and go hit another great 200 IM. Um, so I really like that out of Chris there. I, I hadn't seen that, but I'm also, uh, of all the coaches on our staff, um, I'm probably the one that looks and, and uh, creeps through people's workouts the least amount, um, but I, I just don't have time. <laughs> but um, I thought that was a really good one. Um, finally, the, the Coach Chris Classic, you know, whether it's Katie Grimes or anybody that came through that that group will tell you about um the 2100s you know he's gonna get mad at me if i don't say they don't just jump into this on day one he builds them up throughout the year when they get to this but it's it's a classic set for him they do 2100s on the same interval and odds are one stroke evens are a different stroke so whether it's fly free uh back breast is always the infamous one uh breast free whatever it is um that's what he's building them up towards and that's a uh, that's a really strong Chris Barber, 30-minute, pretty aerobic, hitting all the bases set. So that that interval depends on where they are in the season or or how does he calculate how much rest he's going to give them? That's a good question. You know, I think he's looking at them. He wants them to get enough rest where they are comfortable in making it and know that they can make it, but he also wants them to get pinched a little bit. So I imagine in the beginning of the season, he's airing on more rest, and as they go through it and out the season, they're getting less. And the other answer too, it just depends on what the strokes they're doing. Sure. Um, you know, he'll have four or five different intervals going in, in his practice, depending on how many lanes he has. And um, it depends on the strokes, obviously too. You know, I think on that backstroke breaststroke, he probably wants them to be able to cruise that backstroke at 10 to 15 seconds and breaststroke is J M I just get your hands on the wall, race that breaststroke. Love it. All right. So from here, this is where we really transition to what we're going to call senior, even though, um, you know, they're, they're 13, 14 at this age. 
Um, this is really getting into our, our senior levels of swimming. Um, this is what I call our, our national prep. We call them our senior groups. Um, the main coaches for this group is Coach Jake and uh, Coach Cutter Haup. Um, the focus here uh, is we're really starting to introduce IM specific base race plans. So they're talking before races about how each kid individually should be approaching these races and, and connecting that with stuff they've done in practice. Um, excuse me. Um, this is going to be your your Katie Grimes Sandpiper moniker in a in a nutshell here, Mike. Uh, prepare to race a 400 IM and another event in the same session. Go into finals, swim that 400 IM, and also be able to go race 100 of your prime stroke. Uh, 200 free is a common one paired with 400 IM. Um, so be able to go swim both of those races. Um, at this level, they're still racing hundreds of 200s of stroke, short course, long course, every season. And that's that's an absolute requirement for them at this time. Um, our sand core stroke mechanics are being refined. Um, these coaches have to definitely have put on the, their kind of magic wands with the kids growing and just how they're feeling on that day. It's it's a wild time for them to be trying to help the kids with their mechanics, but um, they're certainly doing their best. And I think Jake and Cutter do an amazing job at at managing that growth time. Um, and they're being prepared to do repeated 204 IMs and workouts. They might see a few. Um, they're certainly getting them ready to do that at the next level. Um, and another thing that we really are looking for before they get to swim for Ron and I is um, making sure their skills are are down pat, whether we're talking about pullouts, underwaters, all the turns, streamlines, which I know as you know, head coach, we're emphasizing that all the time. Even we can't get it right all the time either, but we want them to, to be ha hammering that, um, looking for all those IM-based skills. I love it. I love, I love the appreciation for racing a great 400 IM and still being able to come back and do another finals race in that session. It's awesome. And, uh, and do it three times, four times in that week. Yep. Um, sample sets again, touching on warm up. The, the sandpiper staple warm up top left corner, um, hundred free descend one to three or descend one to four, uh, followed by a 200 IM drill. Sometimes those are on an interval. Sometimes we just have the kids do it straight through touches them all, getting loosened up. They're swimming for 15 minutes straight. Um, that's a really great way to start a week and start a workout. Um, this this set has been talked about on a million different platforms now, but the classic 850s and a 400 IM. Um, at this level, they're seeing it maybe one round, maybe two. Um, but this is having them get comfortable with, you're going to do a full-blown 400 IM at your best effort in this practice. And you're going to do other things before it, and you're going to get challenged other ways after it. That's just another objective of the workout. Um, something Jake and Cutter touch a lot is 450s on whatever interval I put 45 here, um, followed by 200 IM best effort. Uh, some rounds, all four 50s are the same stroke. Sometimes they have them do one of each. Um, that's something that they see quite a bit at this level. Um, getting them ready for repeated 200 IMs. So let's see it in small batches. Let's see three rounds of three 200 IMs. You get 30 seconds to a minute in between. And each round, we're going to knock the interval down five seconds faster, or we're going to go a moving interval style to get them prepared to see real repeats later on. Um, a, a set in the middle, I kind of took some liberty of different things that Jake and Cutter do, but eight 200s on three minutes, odd stroke, I am order, evens that I am fast. Um, uh, pretty standard right there, especially on the breaststroke, saying on that three minute, you're going to have to move it on the breaststroke, earn your rest, and then go crush another 200 IM. And then um, you know, I talked about at the beginning, all these sets can be kick, pull, drill. So now I am pull set going 825s of each stroke and then a 300 frim, fly free, back free, breast free. So a little bit more freestyle emphasis, wearing a paddle of some sort, uh, traditionally no buoy, um, but another way to, to swim I am in a, in a different medium. I have some ideas for my practice tonight. You're welcome. <laughs> this is great uh, stuff, man. Sorry, and Victor. Yeah, no, they'll, they'll they'll love it, man. They'll love the uh, they'll love they'll love the variety. Um, one of the things that I appreciate looking at some of this, and and something that our staff and uh, my senior coach Scott Scott Wisner thinks about a lot, is um, you swim IM, and it, the workout just becomes a lot more interesting, right? And oh, yeah. I think from a physiological standpoint too, working those muscle groups differently is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's like at the, at the root of it, when we're, especially we're talking about this level of training, I am like, it's their heart rate's going to be up no matter what, you know, you're getting some good work. And then yes, the variety of it, the change and just the different ways you can manipulate it. It's, it's really valuable. Great stuff, man. Excited for this next slide. I'm sure you are. All right. So 10th grade and beyond focus again, general grades, um, 
they're, these are not set in stone. Uh, lead level coaches, myself, Jake has a group at this level. Um, and then obviously the man, Ron Aiken. Um, focus is now we're executing these specific IM base rate plans that they were they were working through in their previous groups. Now we're implementing them and executing them every time we race. Um, we're successfully racing that 400 IM in another um, event in each session. You know, if they're if they're really fortunate, maybe even at this level, we just have them swim the 400 IM at night, and then you know they can just focus on their next day. Maybe we're feeling generous of that, depending on the meet. Um, I think this third one is really the crux of it. Uh, now we want to improve those hundreds and two hundreds of strokes, short course, long course each season. You know, the previous groups, you're going to get better no matter what because you're three inches taller than you were the previous time you saw it. But now you're done growing. We still swim these sets. I still have you do drills of all these strokes every single week. I want to see you improve when we get to the meet. So I, I go out of my way to try to get them to swim every stroke at least once, short course, long course. And I want to see them get better from the year before. Um, that's always a good feeling when we see that. Um, the, the sand core stroke mechanics, we're perfecting them. We're making sure everything is is as efficient as it can be. And really by now, they've made it through the program. They're ready for anything. 50 to the 10K all the strokes ready to race. I love that you put that in there. And and I want to just get a little bit more specific because um, it's something that I've always believed in. My mentors always believed in speed through endurance and being able to race any event. And if you look at somebody from your program, like Ilya, dude can flat out race a 50, but he also can swim open water. Mm. Talk about talk about how that works and why it's important. I mean, <laughs> Ilya Ilya's a whole other conversation on his own. Um, just the, the things that he's able to do um, is just different than most other people. Um, can you can you ask a question again? I lost my train of thought there. I'm sorry. What are some of the things that you guys did outside of his unique abilities? What are some of the things that you did either? from a philosophical standpoint that he learned and, and attached himself to, and from a physiological standpoint with the types of training that you threw at him? You know, um, I think someone like specifically talking about Ilya is really interesting. Um, he left our team for a little period of time. And at that time, um, he really didn't get an opportunity to train a race, all the strokes or IM. He really just focused on, on his, his, his primary stuff. So when he came back to us, um, you know, we, again, he swam on our team. So he had to go through all these, the same training as everybody else where he's seeing, you know, a quote unquote main set of every stroke once a week, he's seeing, I am all the different ranges of freestyle. And I think with him specifically, it really, um, made swimming a little bit more fun. Again, it took his focus away from all he wanted to do was butterfly and free and sprint freestyle at the time. And it showed him that he was good at those other things he enjoyed trying to go race um every, race everybody in that practice so whatever you know the kids a national level backstroker next to him he was going to go try to beat him and what was amazing was every week he got closer and closer and then started beating those you know quote-unquote best backstrokers and then he started doing it with the breaststroke and the spree and the free and the distance free so for him that was that was just showing him that this is useful the confidence that goes back to it. And, you know, at the end of the day, he just wanted to be as good as he can. He was, there's never any question about his desire to, to be as successful in this, in this sport. I know looking bigger picture, just like the team, um, the, the confidence that's getting instilled from learning how to race with coach Chris to now you're doing it in practice with Jake and cutter to now here is seeing it all put together at the meet. Um, you know, I, I think our kids have pride in getting up on the blocks and saying, okay, not my favorite, but I'm going to do everything I can to beat you. And you're, if you're not, if you're, if you're overconfident and you're overlooking me next to you, you're probably in for a rude surprise when we get to the wall at the end. I love that. And it, that's something that is, is so uh, indicative of a team that believes that they're, they should always be trying to get better. And it, it's a really hard thing to get to that place. And it takes a really long time. Uh, but with the right kids and the right coaches, it seems to have set itself up here at Sandpipers. Yeah, I think that we're we're guilty, and I, I know you are, and a lot of coaches listen to this. You know, we're all we're all uh, guilty of being happy but never satisfied, right? Yeah. Hey, that was good. Okay, so what's next? And a lot of our kids have that same mantra to the point where it's like I have to tell them sometimes, hey, that was really 
good. That like, let's be happy about this. Let's definitely look forward and, and figure out what's next. But you got to be able to look back and what got you here and, and be proud of what you did to get to this point. Um, and our coaches have certainly have that same mentality of, you know, we're, we're, this is good, but how do we get better? Or looking, okay, so we did this really well. Now, what do we need to do to, to make it even better this next time around? And as a staff wide, we do that pretty intuitively without having to ask that question. All of us have that same, that same philosophy of, okay, good. Now, how do we be better all the time? Happy, but never satisfied. For sure. I love it. Good is the enemy of great. There you uh, go. All right. Let's take a look at what these guys are doing. So nothing, nothing too crazy here. A lot, again, just building on before I purposely left the exact same warm up we were doing the other groups. Um, we went from doing small chunk tuner IMs. Now we're potentially repeating 10, 12 tuner IMs at an interval at about 20 seconds rest or a descending interval where they're getting down to get really getting squeezed on, on having short rest. Um, the Sandpiper classic eight fifties and a four IM made the fifties a little faster. We're doing that two, three, four. Um, I think the record, we were talking about this at lunch a couple of weeks ago. Um, the record is five times through, um, excuse me. You, you ask the kids, they're going to tell you, Oh, we've done it eight times. No, you haven't. The most anyone's ever done is five. Um, and it's been a while since we've done that. Um, a little bit different twist on some IM switch and frim going three 100s, say fly back, back rest, rest free. And you turn around, you got to race a 300 frim or 300s descend type of thing. Certainly a lot of ways that set can be manipulated. Um, the top right is one I've started bringing in a little bit, been doing a long course. Um, we're going on 200 IM, what we're calling, so we're getting into the colors here. What I'm, I'm looking for a red effort. You know, the boys and the faster girls in the group should be trying to get 20 to 15, 20 seconds rest, the the um, a little bit softer IMers, hey, just make that three minutes, which is not an easy interval long course for a lot of kids. Um, you turn around, you got 150 free, where the first 100, you focus on your DPS, hitting your stroke count. And the last 50, we're bringing the legs up and racing. Um, now you're getting more rest, and let's go 100 prime as fast as you can go. And then a little bit more rest, and let's go practice a finishing 50 and, and winning an IM race there freestyle. Um, and then I just threw in an IM pole set that is that is very generic, but certainly something that is not unfamiliar for our athletes um, and putting the paddles on and swimming a little bit of IM. I dig it. Let, let's talk first about the repeat 200 IM. So we got really basic set here, 10 times 200 IM on 20 seconds rest. Uh, what are you looking for there? Is this that almost to me seems like an early season aerobic development test set kind of thing. Uh, do you ever do you ever jot down what you guys uh, what the kids are holding? Do you keep track of any of that stuff? Uh, definitely. Yeah, I think you classified it pretty well as that aerobic maybe early season or you know early season might be six. A couple of weeks later we see eight moving to twelve. Um, I'm writing down intervals that they're on, and you know I'll make a note. Hey, this was too easy. They need to be bumped up. Um, really looking for that 15 to 20 seconds rest repeatable effort um certainly aerobic you know maybe we get towards the end of the season okay now we're going to put them on 30 seconds and i'm looking for more of that en3 red blue push versus this is a little bit more pink red um that's another way we could certainly look at at making that set better and again i just went the generic way there's you know whether we're going four three two one which gives you 10 um different ways to 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 call that set and and get similar results I love it. And uh, talk to me a little bit about those 100 IMs where you, where they're switching and then they're going into the free IM. Um, you go, want them focusing on the really good transition turn. So sometimes it's nice to not have that butterfly in front. So IM switch gives you that option where, okay, you're a little bit fresh or starting off with 50 back or starting off with the 50 breaths. So number one, fly back. Number two, back breast. Number three, breast free. And um, try to get that same amount of rest, same effort um, throughout the set focus on having a good transition turn, set up the next stroke, and then let's get into a 300 frame, or that could certainly be a 300 IM, 400 IM, 200 IM, where, okay, let's put it all together and, and put together a really well swam race in practice. I like it. And so you're translating some of what you want to see them do inside of a race. So in the 400 IM for us at Victor, one thing that is huge for us is negative splitting the backstroke. What do you talk sure. to your kids about when you're when you're talking about 400 IM race strategy? You you nailed it there. You know, we always talk about trying to be faster. The second fifty, not just in the backstroke, back breast and free. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I 
I've gotten away with hardcore emphasizing a little bit because the kids were just going too slow the first 50. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's certainly something where we're talking about that idea, definitely on the backstroke too. Um, we're, we're talking, if I'm just in general speaking to somebody in a 4 and I am, um, I'm going to tell them that I want them to take out that butterfly fast and relaxed. You're breathing, but we're, we're moving through the water. If they're, if they're a 200 butterfly, I tell them, I, you know, swim it like your first 100 of your 200 fly, yeah. something that they could connect with. Um, backstroke, like you said, second 50 for sure. Depending on their backstroke level, I might really tell them that they have they have the ability to really tempo this up. Maybe not go crazy on the legs and underwaters, but if you can really tempo through it and set up your breaststroke, you're going to be in a really good spot within your heat. Um, breaststroke. Building that first fifty, we don't want to don't want to go too hard on that that like first twenty five, or they're really gonna gonna struggle to bring it home and set up their free. So building through that first fifty, picking up the tempo and racing the second fifty, then the freestyle is everything you got, no matter what. Um, but we always know they're gonna find legs a little bit better on the the back half of the freestyle. So that last fifty, trying to go in and, and touch somebody out. No doubt about it. Love it. And then that IM pool the pull set, Mike. You got six two hundred IMs pull on three. Are you going paddles and buoy? um rarely with the buoy just paddles paddles okay i love it man this is great stuff it's gonna be a lot of screenshots i think uh, on this talk yeah i gotta i've noticed a couple typos i gotta clean up before i send it out here but yeah um okay that was that was everything mike awesome and you know that that's uh that was so helpful and we're so appreciative of that jake and or jake michael it's okay that happens a lot i and you know what when I had Jake on, I put your picture up the first time. Yes, you did. That was we have a screenshot of that. That was really funny. And here's here's the other really funny part, especially like when the two of us are out together. Jake's actual first name is Michael, so he's a Michael as well, but goes by Jake. So it's it's a uh, can be mixed up quite a bit. Talk to us a little bit about some of those uh, sets. You know, they become kind of legendary, and then they become somewhat swim folklore. Oh, sandpipers, those guys go 10,000s for time all the time. Talk a little bit to the the rumor mills that are out there. We all do things every once in a while that are fun and really hard, but it's cool too. So right. talk to us about some of those sets. I mean, I, I don't, I can't even, you'd have to help me out with like a specific rumor mill one, but I think just in general, our, our kids take, they might not feel it at the time, and it's usually something that can be a really good pre-meet talking point before like our, our taper focus meet of, you know, taking pride in doing stuff that nobody else has done or is willing to do and um, have the confidence to get on the block. Say nobody else did 10, four and I amps. Now that's, that's a folklore one. That's, that's one that um, short course happens once a season, pretty much across the board. I'm building them into it. Uh, long course, not as often. Um, but that's certainly one it's like, Hey, you know, I could say that to a kid before they swim and they're no matter what they're walking with their head high chest open and they're ready to go. Um, sure. So I think that's where it's, it's, it's just allowing them to, to setting them up for the confidence and the ability to, okay, you've done all the work. Now you have the confidence, Let's just go kick someone's butt right now. Go get your time, go reach your goals um, that we've been talking about for the past year. Um oh the like folklore that. i don't know like what do, what do people think ron's doing i like i can't, I can't think of anything 10 400 ims came to mind yeah 10 400 ims i've i've heard like uh 60 minute straight kick set uh 3000s backstroke that kind of stuff well, that's that's the one i'm getting famous for is we i have a really big backstroke set once a week usually between that three and four thousand that's just i think it's just been tremendously helpful for both the backstrokers and the non-backstrokers in their im and their backstroke races um Kick hour long kick sets, sure, maybe once a year. Um, you know, we had a we had a funny. I think Jake might even put it on Facebook. A debate of what's what's a harder set: 10 200 IMs long course or 10 400 IMs short course. And that was kind of an interesting debate to to figure out what the it was really just the mentality of it. Which what's what's harder for the kids to to conceptualize? What did you guys come up with? Um. I think 10, 200 IMs long course might be physically a little bit more challenging, but just the mental hump of seeing 10, 400 IMs written on the whiteboard is like, hey, you're going to go swim this for an hour. That's it's really tough to beat. That is a challenge, long course for sure. Yeah. Well, Michael, this has been an awesome discussion. I know you're going to uh, work on getting that PowerPoint uh, finished up and and we'll be happy to share it with, with the coaches. Uh, what are you most excited about heading into this Olympic year? I mean, um, obviously, uh, 
seeing this thing through with our kids, you know, 2021, if we're talking about the top, top level, 2021 was, we always knew we had some chances and some opportunities, but I don't think any of us would have predicted that it went the way it did. And that was incredible to be a part of. I'm so grateful for um, people to help get me here and Ron for the opportunities, you know, looking forward here. Um, we have, we have some kids that are really setting themselves up well to do some special stuff. Um, I think what's different this time around is we have a, for whatever reason, have a very big international presence too. So I want to see those kids succeed representing their countries as well um, at, at that level. Uh, but within that, you know, at team wide, I, I'm really excited for our team to, to all come together over this next year. We all like this is, this is a con, whether you're a younger kid on the team and that's not on your radar at all. It's still something that's pretty present in our, in our language and what we're talking about and our goals. And, and I'm excited for the rest of the team to, to see this, this time around and, and get inspired, be motivated by it. Um, we're hoping we have a huge Sandpiper fan section at the Olympic trials this June. Um, we want to try to encourage all of our families to make the trek over to Indy. So I, I think that opportunity for our team to come together is, is really special. Um, and, you know, I get excited for every summer because this is just seeing all of our coaches and kids hard work pay off every year is, is incredible. And we have kids coming from left and right, all different angles on the team and to see them all swim and step up and do what they do every single year is it's, it's amazing. Really. Well, it's, it's certainly been, been fun to follow your journey and the Sandpiper's journey. And I know that we'll be cheering for them to represent the U S again this summer and, and really looking forward to that. And, and your kids who will, represent their countries too. I think it's, uh, we're a global sport, right? And as much as we want our, our kids to succeed, if we have athletes who are representing their home countries too, we want them to be, or have the opportunity at least to be as successful. Absolutely. I mean, if someone's willing to come here and commit and do the work and be a great teammate. Like I want, I'm going to give them every avenue I can to try to help them succeed. No um, doubt about absolutely. It. And that's what, that's what we kind of we've had a few of those cases where these kids are they're they're some of the hardest workers we have and they they deserve every opportunity as well. No doubt about it. Michael Kinross, Sandpipers, thanks so much, man. Thanks for having me, Mike. It was fun. Appreciate it.